1: let us say a word of prayer asking God to speak to us. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord asking to tell you something that will make the difference. It may be a word. It may be a sentence. It may be a phrase. But tell the Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. We need to hear from you, Father. We need a word from you. For if we don't hear from you we wouldn't know what to do. We need to hear from you. Oh, thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Thank you that it is not man's wisdom, but it is that which you speak which shall change us and shall cause our lives to fulfill its purpose. You have created us in Christ Jesus unto good works. These good works, we desire of you to live it out fully. Deliver us from deception. Deliver us from every work of the devil that will sought to take away from us that which would make us fulfill your purpose for our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place. Have your way. We surrender and submit to you as you lead us into the truth of God's word. Speak for your servants heareth. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus, our Savior, the lover of our soul. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated and thank you for staying out the whole day just to be here and not being tired of me, especially when I don't speak so sweet words. You know, if I was showering you with how god is going to bless you how i see your star rising and all those things and you keep coming i understand but you know when i try to show you certain things in the word which are very hard to eat and you still keep coming you must be very tolerant of me so i thank you for that amen hallelujah pastor simon thank you once again for the honor of invitation it's a privilege it's an honor and you know, I stand here not by myself, but I'm a child of Bishop Dagwood Mills, whose ministry has birthed me and whose ministry. And as you can see, it is his works. Do you get it? It is his works that I'm just sharing, giving you highlights. So I'm just a messenger delivering the message that I've heard in my house. Amen. And of course, in God's house great so it's a privilege to belong to him as my father by his spirit and by his wisdom i find myself serving god faithfully the things that i tell you are the things i have heard of him and i'm hoping to commit you to faithful witnesses amen tonight i promised to talk to you about an akazo isn't it anakazo and it's a it's basically the word anakazo i think it's a greek word but it's pronounced a little bit different from the way we pronounce it it's like anakazo but we just say anakazo just to make life easy because we are not speaking greek we are speaking greek in english so it's different amen but it it means to use force. It means to compel. It means to necessitate. In other words, it, 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 it means when, when the word anakazu is used, it, it refers to over and above the normal effort. And many things in this life, especially in the kingdom of God, whilst in this world, if it's going to work, it's not going to work by gentle force. It's not going to work by gentle force. Many things don't work because we don't apply enough force. We don't apply enough pressure. I mean, most of us, if our parents did not apply the pressure they applied, we would have grown up masters at watching television and never brushing our teeth and never bathing i don't know whether you happen to be one of those but some of you, some of us I, I don't remember my time whether i didn't like water but boys generally don't like to bath generally speaking the boys don't like bathing and you're washing i mean when i say bathing washing themselves i don't know whether and you know where i grew up you see where i grew up there was no heater that you turn on the tap and then the water is coming hot and cold you have to go and boil the hot water you have to fetch first of all to bath you have to go and fetch water you don't turn on the tap you go somewhere fetch the water and then you come and bath And sometimes the weather is cold and there's no hot water so you have to learn how to bath when it's cold and they sometimes they will force you they have to force you to bath because when it's cold boys don't like to bath the children even up to now in my house the boys I have to make sure hey make sure you have your bath before you go to sleep up to now I I never had to do that for the girls but the boys they always don't like bath. So we learn I learned we learned or oh, I learned how to bath when there's no hot water. You don't start from top, you start from down. <laughs> Do you get it? So you start washing your leg with the soap from, I mean, from down, then you keep going up. By the time you get up, you are a bit warm. And then when you pour the water, it's fast and then you're quickly because it's cold and there's no hot water but obviously something must be motivating me to brave the cold weather early in the morning to go to school and you see something you are not bathing in a room most of you maybe you know you are bathing outside you are standing outside so the wind especially in december january it's, it's dry, but it's cold dry. It's like, it's called Amatan. It's like winter, but it's a bit humid. I mean, not humid. The, the, it's a very funny weather. It's not a nice time to bath, that's all. So you realize that it's like a certain force must be applied for us to do what is right. And a lot of, you see, the Christian work, even like as a pastor, people don't do good things naturally. No, 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 no. You see, I came with about 40-something people here as, I was, as I'm coming. I came with them. We drove together. And I said, you are going to pray. But I didn't tell them from the beginning they are going, we are taking them to go and pray. I invited them individually you know how you have whatsapp you can do broadcast list so i wrote i sent i told my secretary i'm going to send a message to them so i sent a message saying i want you to come along with me for a conference and you see everybody is happy to travel with the bishop so i used that and i got almost about 98% favorable response so in their mind they are the it's like just bishop is inviting me to go with him so this, everybody thought they were special they like, said ah why would you miss a privilege bishop is inviting you to come along with him uh, why would you miss it it was later they discovered that everybody is special <laughs> <laughs> then on Thursday night I said we are all sleeping in a place so we went to a campsite to sleep and i want to make sure everybody sleeps before you drive because you are going to drive about five hours and i don't want tired people to drive because you see all this is you have to use force to make people do things they naturally would not want to do so thursday night everybody came those who were coming everybody came then 7am i said we are going you will lead, I will be behind. Nobody overtakes, will drive well. Then uh, that uh, Friday morning, I told them, uh, We are going to a place. You come for the conference, but you are going to fast and pray for yourself. You are not fasting and praying for the church, you are praying for yourself. Yes. Do you, do you think they, if I left them, they would just do it naturally? They don't even listen to their messages. They are around. They don't, they are, they are, these are the leaders. They don't listen to messages. You ask them, have you listened to this message? They say, no. You ask, what was the last time you listened? For the past two weeks. That's not, they don't listen to message. They don't listen to preaching. To listen and even know what is going on and have understanding. Most of the preaching concerns us. So I organize them. I say, are yeah, yeah. here," And they have been here. They are happy to be here. You see, what happens is that when you do such things for people, you force force them to do what is right. They will always say thank you. Yeah. You you use your favor you have with them to force them to do what is right. If you leave them, oh no, you you know what is good for you. If you want to do it, do it. People will not do it. People will not do it. People don't do good things because they are good. They do it because sometimes they are forced to. Yeah. And that's what a lot of pastors don't understand. So you leave your members to do what you see. You know, you see, they, you see, listen, I'm having a meeting. I'm as if you are a leader in this church. I'm expecting you to be here. I'm expecting you to be here. We are not fighting, but you know you have to be here. And you know it. You see, so what happens is that it becomes a culture. That when, when you are a leader, you're things you can't go off, and they are also happy to be leaders because when they are being called pastors, they like it. They like it. They are very happy to be pastors. So I tell them. Then if you are happy to be a pastor, then this is these are the requirements, and you must do it. But if you leave people, well, if you like, you can read your Bible. If you like, be there. They will not read the Bible. can preach all the revelations in the bible it will not be enough motivation to read their bible unless you give them task and force them to read it yeah that's the way forward look i've taken people to camps who said they didn't want to go but after much forcing when they went to the camp now they come they've changed somebody said if you send me a message that if you come and call me that let's go to church I won't go just tell me the time I'll meet you there it's like after a camp the person went and prayed and had an encounter with the Holy Spirit give books, read whilst you are there read, read the books the person had an encounter somebody who every time they have to go and negotiate to get to come to church now he says that if you dare come to my room to call me to come to church, I won't come. Just tell me when the bus is leaving, then I'll, I'll, I'll join. In other words, I'm responsible enough to know that I have to go to church. But you see, that was after a camp. A camp which he didn't want to go. But you have to force people to do what is right. And you see, especially if you know that what you are, what they are you're asking them to do is good, Don't be be worried about how they feel. Make them do it. I said, make them do it. They will be grateful. And you will also be grateful because you will see your children turn out well. The people God gives to you, you will see them turn out well because you didn't allow them to do what they felt like. Because most people, when they are when they are young, in in whatever life, whether Christian life and everything, they don't know they are left from their right. Most people don't know they are left from their right. Oh yeah. Most people don't know. So you who know you are left from your right, you should use all necessary means, all necessary forms of pressure. I mean, I know that if I invite them individually, they will be happy to come. So I used it to my advantage. Now, I used it, when I say I used it to my advantage, I used it as a form of force to make them do what is necessary for their Christian life. Are you with me? Yeah. And that is what Anakazu is about. Amen. So I'm going to take you through the book. But before I do that, I want to show you an important place that the good things of this life must be in your life. In other words, you see, if you want a force to do something, let me, let me explain it this way. Like, I want to read my Bible every day. I want to read my Bible every day. If I can get the idea into my heart, listen carefully. If I can get the idea into my heart, I will always do it. No matter what the difficulty I meet. Anything that gets into your heart, you will always do it. The things you struggle with is because they are not in your heart. It's almost like the heart, for example, and and in real life, the human body, The human body, that's how it is. Anything that I want it to go anywhere in my body, if I can get it into the heart, it will go there. Anything that gets into the heart would go every part of the body because the heart pumps the blood. And as long as the volume of the blood is enough, The heart is able to make the blood go everywhere in the body. You see, if I put something on my arm, in my ear, it may easily stay in my ear and not go anywhere. But if it gets into the heart, it will go to the toe everywhere in the body. There will be no place in the body that will be exempted. The heart will take it there. It's the same thing that the things that we don't do is because they are not in our hearts. The soul, you see, so what it is that you are hearing a good message about seeing clearly, biblically how you have to concentrate on soul winning and because that is what God is interested in and God will bless you. You are hearing it, but you will never do it. Unless it is in your heart yeah anything you want to do anything you want to do find a way to get it into your heart after that nothing can stop you after that there's no force in this life that can stand against the power that will come because that thing is in your heart Whatever you need to do for something to be in your heart, find out and do it. Once it is in your heart, because Jesus said it, Jesus said it's not what goes in the body which is a problem, but it's what comes out of the heart. It is It is actually, and Solomon said it, the out of your heart are all the issues of life. You see, that that, that serving God is in my heart is the only reason why it will defeat the lure or the enticement of money from being a doctor in the nice promising life no you see listen my getting the opportunity to be a doctor is not on the background of coming from a rich family you see my daughter who is now doing medicine by the grace of god when she finishes she can decide to do it or not because as she's going to grow up she has i mean there are properties that i'll give to her that i work for that she doesn't have to she's not going to start from ground zero or ground uh, basement no i wish i could say that there's nothing that she can get all my children they can get everybody can get one 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 they they can get a place so they can choose not to even do practice medicine and say we want to serve god but you see where i was coming from i was coming from negative 200. negative 200 in that this is it It's a big family, but somehow not many people have prospered. So getting the chance to be a doctor, it's like getting the chance to be the the, the light of the family. So to put it aside and say I'm not going to practice, it's not an easy thing. But you see, because it is in my heart to serve God, putting it down was not difficult. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Anything that gets into your heart would overcome almost any opposition. Anything that gets into your heart would overcome every opposition. And that is why we have to preach and preach and never be tired of preaching about salvation souls and the need for us all to get involved. You see, in our church, we have stopped doing this evangelist, evangelism ministry. Prayer ministry. No, no, no. You see, doing things that way makes some people feel that me, I'm not, I'm not called to do this. No. When you do that, The work of evangelism is left for a few. But the work of evangelism is for everybody. Everybody has a responsibility to tell somebody about Jesus. And that is what we preach about. You have to talk about it. And the truth is, the truth is, if the church is founded by Jesus, and the church is about Jesus. What is the interest of Jesus in this world? Is it Satan? The interest of Jesus in this world is not Satan. The interest of this Jesus in this world is to recover the lost souls. That is why he told the disciples, don't be happy that you are moving Satan about. Because moving Satan about is not the aim of my visit here. Getting the souls that are lost is the aim, is the reason for which I have come. I'm not here to come and fight Satan. I'm here to get the souls that are lost. So beating Satan and not getting the souls is not, it's is, is a loss for me. My aim is to recover the lost souls. And that is the task he has given to all of us. And the church should never change it because we have other issues. No. When we do that, we grieve the Lord, and He will not be with us. So I'm telling you that let it be in your heart. I said, let it be in your heart. Let it, be. and you see, when it is in your heart, God will also see it, because man looks on the outward, but God looks at the heart. God look, that's where God looks at. And you see, when God came to Solomon, in first, I think Second Chronicles chapter one, verse eleven, when God came to Solomon in a dream and asked solomon what solomon should ask and solomon said give me wisdom to lead your people the response of god in verse 11 was that because this is in your heart because it is in your heart because it's in your heart i'll do it what is he saying there (laughs) because it was in your mind because you were thinking about it no you see when the thing is in your heart God sees it as true it's like this is what you really want you are not just playing you are not just paying lip service you are not just giving me words no you are not is because this this thing that you have made a request I can see that you are not just trying to be nice and polite, but I can see that the thing is in your heart, I'll do it. he said, because it's in your heart, and you have not asked me riches, wealth, honor, or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life. You see, all these things are necessary things. But you see, God was telling Solomon that when I look into your heart, What you're asking me is what I can see there. And what I see there is about me. It's about me. Because Solomon's request was wisdom to do the work that God has given to him to do through his father. That was was what he was asking for. He said, I'm so concerned about the responsibility you have given me that I need your help. And you see, the things God is mentioning to Solomon are the normal things that every king would have wanted. Because God knows that every king would have enemies. God knows that every king will want honor. God knows that every king will want long life. But said, You didn't ask me about those things, but you asked me about what concerns me. I'll give you what you have asked me that concerns me that's what i also want to give you and i can find it it's a true request because it's in your heart i'll give it to you but also what you didn't ask me for that i know you need if you can put yourself needs aside and be concerned about me don't worry i will give you all the things you didn't ask me for yeah i'll give it to you if if the salvation of humanity will be in your heart God will give you salvation of humanity but will also give you all the things you didn't ask him for yeah and you see for those of us in South Africa one of the greatest temptations is the glory of the things around us You see most people in other parts of Africa like somebody currently in Zimbabwe will not be thinking of a brand new car you'll just be thinking of bread Mm -hmm. I mean their main preoccupation is just bread it's not a car when they have just finished school but most of us in South Africa you see the glory of these things are quite enticing and you see Satan tempted Jesus with it and he would tempt you with it. Oh yes, he did. And you see, that Jesus was tempted with it means that it is one of the things that can derail you from your purpose and from your calling. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what I said. Matthew chapter 4. We can start from verse 8. Are you here with me? Now, um, You see, sometimes you need to teach people the truths. But you also have to alert them what will make the truth you are giving them, what will fight against it. Do you get it? And, and for most of us in South Africa, whatever the things that are fighting us, And the things that will fight us number one apart from our flesh and its problems which will fight every human being anywhere are you with me I mean every man wants to have sex given the free opportunity not with one not with two but as many as are available unless his his thing doesn't work it's a lot it's against nature for a man to just stay with one it's a lot of force that is needed to keep your focus on just one no no it's not natural do you get it? it's not natural it's not easy for a man to say this is what i've chosen this is what i'll stay with till i die whether it's nice whether it's not nice i'll just hang in there it's not it's not easy so these sins they are or these challenges they are common to every human body do you get it whether i mean you'll be, you'll think that some people when you see them you see i was in ethiopia as a missionary for some years And they don't talk about sex. You can't talk about sex in church. It's like, why? No, 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 what you're talking about. But I I ask myself that they are the third largest population in Africa. How did it happen? How how did it happen? (laughs) Do you get it? I mean, how did you become the third largest population in Africa? when you don't talk about sex. Even the people who pretend not to, like uh, it doesn't mean they don't do it. You see, so that one is common to all of us. Are you with me? But there are certain problems that are peculiar to you because of your location. And you see, the temptations of Jesus by the enemy in the wilderness uh, you see there are three temptations but they actually stand for a category so three categories which invaluable I mean invariably covers a large portion of the sins we will, or the temptations we will encounter in this life the first one was bread for the body the second one was avoidance or the second one was a test of god's honesty whether god really will do what he says he will do and the last one was why do you have to go the long way when there's a shorter route? now the last one is what i want to just talk about a little bit before i proceed on you see the bible says he took him to an exceedingly high mountain Please, it's not in the spirit. Because in the spirit, you don't need to go to a mountain to see. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can even lie in your bed and still see in the spirit the whole world. So that the devil, the Bible says, took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. Means that it's a physical thing because the mountain gives you a better view a wider range it helps you to see things together how beautiful they blend so the bible says and took him to and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory now you see in other words what Jesus saw and the glory of it was something enticing. For many of us, this is where Satan will tempt us and make us not do what will be a blessing unto us. Many, many, many of my pastors, no amount of preaching has made them believe what is written in the Bible because of the glory of the world around them. Everybody wants a nice house, everybody wants a nice car. There's, there's a glory of driving a nice, beautiful car. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when your car is it's not the same as you know, the, the ones, some of the nice ones, even on a rough road, it's just it's like you don't feel any, you don't feel the uh, I mean there are differences. Let, let's face it. Let, let, let's face it. I mean, I wish I could say that there are no differences. There are. There are. Do you get it? But you see, Jesus was shown this and promised if he would bow down and worship him, all these things would be his. Now, if Satan tempted Jesus with this, what makes you think he will not tempt you with it? And most South Africans, including pastors, have been successfully tempted with this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to say that. Successfully. As I watch the pastors, I realize that people, their heart is not, God is not in their heart. I may be wrong, but I'm I'm not wrong. I may be wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. As, as you engage them, you realize that their interest is not in what you are talking about. Souls, churches, how to build a church. Their interest is not in how to build a church. And I've asked, pastors, ask me questions as I do conferences, and I realize that this person's interest is not in the church. Yeah. Their interest is not, it's not about building people to serve God, no. It's about being enticed by the glory of the world around us. Yeah.
0: Because you see, if,
1: like I explained to you, unless something is in your heart, there are many forces that will stop you. When you take the first step, they'll stop you. And you will agree and stop. things that will stop you. And he will say don't think if Satan tempted Jesus with this he showed him the glory, the beauty and he said all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. This will all be yours. Look if it was not attractive Jesus would not have it would not have been recorded as a temptation. If it was not attractive it would not have been recorded as a temptation. And jesus said no no next verse verse 10. away satan for it is you shall worship the lord your god and him only you shall serve unfortunately this verse doesn't apply to us we don't i mean if if it was the exam question that we have to assess whether him only we are serving most of us no, i mean almost all of us will fail including myself him only shall thou serve no but you see it was a test for for jesus and it is will be a test for you a, a servant is not greater than his master if satan tested jesus with this he will test you with it and unfortunately you see the test would work when it looks reachable or it looks possible There are certain tests when you are tempted with, it won't work because it looks so impossible. It looks so far-fetched. But most of us, oh, once I get a job and it's permanent and I get a pay slip, I can have the glory of this world in my own way. And by so doing, it, you see, that, that thing enters our heart. Instead of the real thing that would give us blessings, the real things that would give us all the good things of this life, this is what enters most of us, our hearts. True of false? Ask your neighbor sitting by you. What, what do you think about what he's saying? Do, do, you, do you think he's, he's talking about you? Do, do you get that feeling that I get that he's talking about you? Yeah. Most of us is like, yeah, pastor, you see, yeah, 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 you see. Yeah, yeah, we hear you, we hear you, but you know. Uh, <laughs> pastor, you see, some of us are different. Some of us are different. I don't understand. I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you get it? Now, if you can cure yourself of this through the help of the Holy Spirit, like God said to Solomon, because this is in your heart, and this and this are not there i'll give you what you have asked me in your heart but i'm so happy with what i find that i'll even give you what you didn't ask me for you see today i may not have hundred thousand sitting in my account but if i need hundred thousand runs today 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 i will get it in less than 10 minutes I'm not saying if I need hundred, uh, hundred thousand rands tomorrow. I'll just have to take hundred names and send them a WhatsApp. Please, I need thousand rands now. I'm no, I'm not borrowing it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not borrowing it. I will get it. I will get. Each of them will say, uh, "Please, we can e-wallet it or WhatsApp, uh, uh, do EFT." I will get hundred thousand if it's something that I want to use. I will get it right now. Hundred thousand, right now, right now, right. I can just take my WhatsApp, blah blah blah, broadcast list. Please, I need a thousand rands. I need to buy one, two, three. I'll get it right now, right now, before the service is over. I'll tell you, I have hundred thousand. Yeah. I don't have to have a sitting there but God has given me by following him and doing what he wants to be done for him. He has given me people's hearts that are happy to give me. They will be very happy if I will ask. The bishop is asking, what? This is an opportunity. A sinner like me, I'm asking somebody a thousand and saying it's an opportunity. But you see, the reason is because God will give you the hearts of the people. If if you do what, if you give your heart to God, for God to use you to do what he wants to do, he will give the hearts of the people to you. stop, don't be deceived by what Satan promises to give you. But at, you see, by the time you, you finish getting it, if you ever get it, you would have given, you would have gotten it at the exchange of your life. And you have nothing left of your life. And when you are going, you go out of this world with nothing. And you say you are born again. You say you believe in Jesus. You meet Jesus naked, nothing because you were thinking about a car to drive when you become a spirit which spirit drives a car I mean you don't you see a car is needed because you are human but as a spirit you don't need a car you go wherever you want to go yeah after the resurrection of Jesus he appeared and disappeared he didn't go and come Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it does not occur to you. Before his resurrection, they knew when he was going, they went with him. But after his resurrection, he was, they were there, and then he would show up with the doors locked. And then he would go out. And nobody knows where he went, where he came from. Yes, yes. Let's do an Akazo. Hallelujah. So listen, what I've told you, I'm showing you the place where you can generate the force you need to do what you need to do. If anything that is pleasing to God, fight for it to be in your heart. Whatever way by which it will get into, once it gets into your heart, it will be done, and it will always be done. You see, once the thing is in your heart, It cannot be stopped. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be stopped. Every effort will push it further. Amen. Now, Jesus told us the parable of a man who made a big supper. Luke chapter 14. I'm using the book so that you will see that I'm actually preaching from the book. I'm not here to impress you. I mean, it would be nice to impress you, but not this evening. Maybe some other time. Hallelujah. Yeah, some other time I'll try to impress you. I mean, it would be nice to impress you, but this evening for something else. Luke chapter 14. Are you there? We can start from verse sixteen. Somebody will read for me. Look, fourteen, sixteen. Just start reading and read a bit fast for me.
0: Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another one said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the street and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men that were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Amen. Good.
1: So we see a situation here. A man has made a party. It's a good thing. It's not an evil thing to make a party for your friends and you are not charging them to come. Just come and eat. But you see, the Bible says, and they all with one accord. It's as if they had a meeting. Do you get it? But you see, they may not have had a meeting, but their instructor is one. <laughs> and that is Satan. Satan. Talking to the people, telling them that what you are inviting them to is not as interesting as the plans they have for themselves. So the Bible said they all with one accord made excuse. This person said this, this person said that. And you see, when you check their excuses carefully, you want to ask yourself, you, for how long have you had the land? And where is a nice place to go when you have married a wife? other than a party a dinner and who goes to try his machinery at night or in the afternoon when it's time and you knew about it now you see what it is telling you is that you may have a good agenda but there's always and there would always be opposition to it now if you allow the excuses that is presented to you to work, your good plans would never work most of us the first, we ourselves are the people that must be overcome with an akazo we ourselves you the one organizing the thing is the one who must overcome the excuse in you Because listen, there's always a reason why things should not work. There's always a reason why things should not work. But unless you tell yourself that it has to work, it will never work. I've watched pastors. And of course, you as an individual. Many of you, the reason why you don't have what you should have in ordinary life it's because you accepted the excuse I didn't have anybody to look after me that's why I couldn't go far in school it's not true it's not true you accepted the first reason because you yourself are not determined enough yes drug addicts stand by the roadside from morning to evening to collect pennies to get enough money to go and buy drugs you who is having school fees issues are you saying you can also stand by the roadside to collect enough money to go and pay your school fees? because the drug addicts they do it you who have a good course that you have nobody to pay your school fees but otherwise you have been studying and you are intelligent if you, you see the only reason why you would not be educated to the level where you should be is because you you the excuse or the problem you met defeated you you know like normally let me, let me say something to you. You see, when Bishop started the First Lab Church, he started a university church. So it's mainly students. And you know, what happens is that in vacation, during vacation, everybody goes home. Everybody goes home. And then, when school reopens, they come back. So what it means is that your church will be up, vacation down, recently when i went schools were on holidays and the church was at that time was about three to four thousand people sitting there yes you see even even me i didn't think about it early but you see the thing of people going on holidays it can affect all of us but i realized that the students are on holidays but a number of the students that i pastor still live in hauting and not far and they are reachable so I drew up a list and I told my people that I work with that call everybody and find out how much they need that I want them to come to church and find out how much they need to come to church and just just I don't think my people did it well but just the little effort they made we got 20 people extra to come to church and I'm saying to myself, if I start working on it diligently, started talking to the people, counseling them while school is in session, getting close to them and relating with them, I know you are in heart. I can get about 100 people to come to church every Sunday, even when school is on holidays. Because most of them, they don't go to church. When they, you see, you think that everybody goes to church. No. Most people don't go to church. In their house, they don't care whether they go to church or not. All you need is a small money to solve the problem. And you see, after a while, the person who says he doesn't have money will say, don't pay for me. I want to pay my income to church myself. Yeah. But you see, if I sit down, if I sit down, from November ending, when they finish their exam, the whole church will be empty. Meanwhile, a lot of them are within a taxi or two taxis away from coming to church. yeah you see without an akazo your dinner, your party whatever you are doing will be empty there's always a reason so you have to you see you must make up your mind that this thing it will work and I promise you it will work you must agree with yourself that this thing it will work and you will discover that it will work because the Bible tells us that when the man when the man decided that he was not going to have an empty party at the end of the day he had a party. You see all he had today these people how come they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. I've told them long ago look I've cooked they've wasted their food anyway I, don't, I won't say anything to them I leave them to God. But he said no. He could have said to the, to the servants, take their food and give it to people on the street as they are going. He said no. Bring them here. I, I want to have a party. I want people to eat in my house. And you see, the people that were invited with week's notice didn't come the people that were not giving notice came. It's like, I'm determined to have the party. No matter who is there, there must be people to have a party. And he had the party successfully. And the Bible tells us, he sent one servant. Now, obviously, the servant must have an attitude that it can work. It can work. The servant, you see, you people don't do things when they don't believe that it can work. So you see, the anakazo attitude is an attitude that says that anything is possible. You see, so you will sit in thing and tell me that, oh, and then, and then one of the sh- 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 shocks that I had when I came to South Africa 97 was said the church is on break for two weeks it was a shock i've never heard of a church going on break i mean that was one of the greatest shocks i had i mean i'm telling you i have it's been 22 years so i'm over the shock now but it's like a church on break It's like how where i'm coming from a church doesn't go on break and churches every day, but you see, what it is is that the pastors have accepted that people go home, but when you go to their homes, they are not there, so where are
0: they?
1: People don't go home, people move around. So why do you have to close your church? Because the old people do come to your place. There are new people that have come. That would have come to your church. Because I was new. And I, was, I wanted to go to church. But the church has closed. You see, it's because we are comfortable. We are used to our own zone of people. But you see, an undercastle person, you must be willing to go out of your normal comfort zone. And you, you as a person that will do God's will, that will win souls, you must be willing to be an unaccasual person. You don't, look, every people will tell you a reason why they can't come to church today. But the same people, if you manage to insist on them, they will come to church. Oh, you see, I have no iron my clothes. Don't worry, I'll iron for you. I don't have a shoe. I'll give you a shoe. What size? I'll give you a shoe. Oh, i don't have nice clothes you don't need nice clothes yeah look an anacaso person says this thing that i've determined i've decided it will work and normally it will work 99 percent of the time it will work i was surprised that i managed you see it has not occurred to me it didn't occur to me very early So I said, give me a list of the people that stay in Hauteng and around church. And let's call them. And I was surprised that i even with the not so strong approach, got 20 extra people to come to church. Otherwise, I was going to sit with just about 30 people. Yeah. So I said, now I'm going to do it diligently. Where do you stay? How far is it from church? Okay, start talking to you from the beginning of the semester. Get you involved in things so that you have a stronger reason. Because most people, the only reason they'll tell you is they don't have money. But ah, If I can give you transport to come to church and come and hear the word of God, it's a matter of time you will change and you start giving, even paying for other people. hallelujah so listen you need it in your life to be a Christian it's not going to take this you see you are surrounded by many reasons to oppose you from doing what God would would or what would bring God's blessing in your life that's a reason there's always a reason and Satan knows it so he's he's you and tackling you, unless you are determined, you will always find a reason it's cold, it's this, we can't go on visitation we can't go, there's always a reason it's going to rain, listen, I learned in Ethiopia, rain or no rain their life goes on rain or no rain, life goes on yeah, but most of us, a cold weather is enough for us not to come to church a cold weather, not rain but the same you go to work Hallelujah. Good. So why is an Akazo important? Okay. it's. I'll just read it quickly for you. Maybe you should, somebody should read for me. Just read for me so that I can feel free and preach. You have your book. Uh, they, they think you are reading your notes. Just read the book. So just point one. Why not? You see, nothing is going to work because it's good. You have to use a lot of necessitation a lot of force a lot of compelling you must always be coming up with ways to overcome what is trying to overcome you yeah if you leave your church members to do what is right they will not do what is right so as a pastor one sunday you stand at the door and you get your people stand on the door you you are a prison worship leader or you've been in prison worship for a long time. Today, how many people are you coming to church with? When they, you see, when they start seeing that, listen, it's not, it's, it's a matter of life and death, blessing or cursing. So, you, you see, you make people do what will bring them blessing. Because when the people don't prosper under you, you will have no fruits to, to rely on in your old age. Yeah the people god gives to us as pastors and as leaders they are meant to be a blessing to us if we look after them well they are meant to be a blessing to us so it is your duty to make them engage in things that will bring a spiritual blessing over their lives and not curses. so that when they have flourished in your old age you will see all your sons and daughters in ministry the people that you have sold your life into will be prospering and flourishing in every dimension you lack nothing even just the joy of seeing people that you raised up as nothing serving God and being used by God that alone would give you, you will sleep even without food and you will not know that you have not eaten yeah yeah but you see you must make them do it Like as you have done the conference don't leave it there implement things that makes every person responsible to bring souls It's is also an akazo you are forcing them you are compelling them to do what is right every member of if you are listen unless you are not born again but if you are born again and you can't witness then you are not born again i question your being born again if you are truly born again you should be able to tell somebody about jesus Hallelujah. Come up with ideas. Involve everybody. If they don't know how to witness, teach them. Share with them how to testify about Jesus. To tell the person when you meet somebody who needs Jesus, or you want to witness as the person, do you believe in God? Oh yes, I believe in God. Who doesn't believe in God? Good. Do you have a good relationship with God? I don't know. Yeah, you see? Because we are all sinners you need to have a good relationship with god and the only way is jesus because the reason why god is not happy with you is because of your sins and nobody can solve the same problem apart from jesus so you need jesus he came he proved to us that he's the son of god who has been saved he died his blood was shed and by his blood you will receive forgiveness and you teach them the verses the verses that say, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God," and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. You teach them. You let them memorize it. You teach them and tell them, "Listen, you need God. I need God," because there's a day when life is over, we will stand before God. We are not just flesh, like the animals. We are human beings with spirit and soul that will stand before God, and we have an opportunity right now to make a difference as to whether we stand happily before God or stand shakily before God by accepting the way he has provided for us for the problem and that way is Jesus you teach them you it's, it's because we don't talk about Jesus enough and we don't talk about what he has done and the work of salvation and why we need salvation or why we need Jesus that's why the people don't know but you take it upon yourself to teach them. Teach them, dear will, I tell you. And you see, when you testify of Jesus, you are actually releasing, allowing the Holy Spirit to work. So the working of the Holy Spirit will be increased in the church and in the lives of the people. Before you realize, you will have people witnessing Look, I have personal testimonies of people that got born again were living funny lives and things. They went to a camp place to go and pray. I do a lot of camps. And the camps I do is not always teaching them. I give them books. These are books. Read. These are the books I read. That made me change. These are messages you must listen to. As they do it, some of them have Holy Ghost baptism without anybody praying for them. And when they come, you can't stop them from testifying about Jesus. They go from hall to hall, telling there are people I can show you. They brought so many people to church. Not because I had a special class with them, but because they had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It's not Old Testament, or it's not old in this. It happens now. It's because we are, we don't spend much time with the Holy Spirit. That's why we are not having an encounter with him. We are always busy moving up and down like chickens going nowhere. Always looking for food. Yeah. But I tell you, as the people do what is right in the eyes of God, God will bless them. They will flourish. They will get good jobs. They will get the wisdom to use their money well. Their lives will not be life of debts. No. Their life will be life of frugal use of the money God gives to them. And they will be richer. There will, will, will not be people who owe everybody in the town. No. Or every bank. No. But there will be people who, when you say we want to build something, we want to build a church in a village, they say, Pastor, leave it for me. I think that's also what I can do to make myself happy. I'll build it. Yeah. They'll prosper. You don't have to be worried about their prosperity. They will prosper. Because God is the one who blesses. God is the one who prospers us. Prosperity, whether money and all the, it's a spiritual thing. It's not natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. But you see, there are always things to make us. You know, it's like as they've come on holidays, most people they will be just watching television. This is a time when you should have different groups training. training. We, are, we, are, we, are, we are having come here. Twenty of you. We need to. You need to learn how to share your Christ. Yeah. There's always a reason why something cannot be done. There's always a reason. There will always be a reason. You see, I'm showing you, I'm explaining to you some of the anarchism. You see, one of the things that, when I was invited here, I mean, Pastor Simon invited me way earlier and I couldn't say no. I said, no, I have to come. But I realized that, ah, it's also a weekend that I could use to train my people because most of them are working they are not available and it's quite a long weekend so i need to use them i say you know let me anacazo them to come along with me yes it will come with the cost but what is whatever cost compared to an encounter with the holy spirit what would you pay for somebody to have an encounter with the holy spirit that you say, that you will say is too much i'm asking you what would you pay for somebody to have an encounter with the holy spirit that you think is too much? there's no amount of money that is equal to an encounter with the Holy Spirit there's no amount of money there's no amount of money so I said if I will pay, I will pay whatever I have to pay, I will pay I will pay so that the pay look, when a person has an encounter with the Holy Spirit eh, you, do, you have no idea you have no idea what, what has come out yeah so you need an akazo to do the training the, the, is to keep the people, to keep them. because listen, what Satan has done to us is to make us very busy and unavailable to the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. You see, Satan knows what the Holy Spirit can do when a person has an encounter with him. His strategy: keep them away from the Holy Spirit by keeping them busy. Keep them away from the Holy Spirit by keeping them busy. You must fight with an to make them available. You see, an says it doesn't make sense, but it can be done. Yeah, that's all. Because you see, without an you will accept that the people that have invited, that have given notice, they can't come. These people have not given notice to. So how can I go and call them to come? for a party they didn't know about so it doesn't make sense to go and invite people that you have not given notice for a party it doesn't make sense to go and invite people you don't even know but he said whether they have notice or not go and tell them they must come and you see there are people waiting to come to Jesus there, there are people in your church what you say if you say it convincingly they will do it. Yeah. Yeah. There are people in your church. The, the reason why they are not doing it is because you have not said it strongly. When you say it, they will do it. Yeah. They will do it. And you will discover that they will turn out well in your work with God. Hallelujah. Listen, since the days of John the Baptist, the Bible says, the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Yeah. We are not going to, you see, the opposition against that is so strong that our weak appeals is not going to work. It must be a forceful one. It must be a forceful one. Think about it. I carried 40 people. That I could have left them in Pretoria somewhere to pray. But I said, "We are going. you are going with me. We are going. And when I came, I came with them. I dropped them at the place they are going to pray. I saw them last night. I have not seen them today. I said, we are going to pray. I will see them tomorrow in the evening. Yeah. They must pray. I have told them what to pray. I have given them books to read. And messages to listen to. They must pray. And I said, if you sleep for a total of more than 12 hours for the two days you are praying, then you have done something wrong. Because you didn't come here to come and sleep. You must spend a lot of time to pray. Then when you go back, you can go and sleep in the comfort of your home. Yeah. Listen, people will not become anointed without special and marcasual effort to get them into an environment that brings the anointing. If you leave them in their house, they'll watch television. And they'll go to the mall and walk around and buy things they don't need. And come, come to church on Sunday and have no offering. Yeah, When you say offering time, they'll give you 10 rands. Because you are you allow them to go to the
0: mall.
1: <laughs> but when you keep them busy, don't don't you see don't it's because you understand their excuses. That is why they always give it. But when they realize that you are a man of no excuse, they soon will give you no excuse. Yeah. This one told me that her boss says Friday, everybody must be at work. I said, go and tell him that Friday you are needed in church. I need you. I'm going to Mercado with you. She went and told the boss, and the boss said, I need a proof. I said, write a letter for her to take it. Yeah. What did they, What letter did they write? What did they write? They what did they say?
0: It said that Bishop Cluffy has been invited for a conference to minister and you go in with a team of people and I'm part of that team.
1: All it takes is a letter. You think you are not respected. You are respected. Yeah. I'm, I'm inviting I need her. i need her you say since when the church start writing letter to ask permission for workers yeah it's not a leave i said i need her i need her (laughs) i need her i need her yeah she's working but i need her i want her to come and sing for Because I had made a policy that nobody leaves on Friday. If you are leaving on Friday, it be Friday morning, not Friday after work. And all the cars are leaving on Thursday, or early Friday morning. So if I left her behind, it means I wouldn't have been able to come with her. So I said, Friday, I need you. You can't go to work. Yeah, you will say, oh no. I see the people. She's going to work, and she can't come. I need her you come let's go yeah and many you see if i had left it for her herself she would also not have come because it's like my boss is not allowed because the boss says the last day of work nobody should take leave everybody should be present So I said, go and tell him that you are needed. Yeah. And you see, the truth is that he was willing to release her. He was willing to release her. Because it was not a back and forth discussion and threatenings. No, no, no. Just go and ask. Say, where is the proof? Here is the proof. That's it. You are released. I have what I want. I have what i need there is a reason why i will not have what i need because she's a worker and i don't pay her she's paid by the work and the work says she comes she friday she must go to work there's a reason but i was not prepared for the reason to overcome what i need that's the the difference you see there's always a good reason why what you are asking for cannot be done but if you refuse to accept the reason you will discover that it can be done a lot of things in your life they are not happening because you have accepted that they shouldn't happen please let's read the points why anakazo you see I can't even preach what I came to preach
0: Point number one. Anakazo is important because only a certain type of evangelism will lead to church growth.
1: Without anakazo, your church will be empty. Without anakazo, your Christian life will have no fruit. You see, you have to anakazo yourself out of bed to pray. Because every time you wake up and it's 4 o'clock, your body will say, it's only 4 o'clock since we are going to go to work at 6. Maybe let's do up to quarter to quarter to s- or half past 5. Now I'm not going to sleep deep. Just, just keep, leave me. Let me just cool off. I've just landed from wherever I came from. So let me just cool off. Before you realize you are not praying, you have to anakazo yourself out of bed to have a prayer life as a Christian yeah the reason why your Christian life is going nowhere is because you are not applying anakazo on yourself you accept every reason your body gives you oh yeah and that is why there's so much power for your life but you are not tapping into it because you are not developing the connections If you develop the connections into the Holy Spirit, oh, that power that raised up Jesus from the dead shall operate in your life, and you shall bring back to life many dead things. I'm telling you. But see, you have to uncasual yourself. You say, "Well, when you read the Bible, you don't understand." Keep on reading. You, say, you one day you discover that you understand. Yeah. Do you think I was born understanding the Bible? No, 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 I was not born understanding the Bible. Me too, when I read the Bible, I didn't but I kept on reading. Listen, and you must apply it on yourself. A certain type of thoughtfulness is needed to have a Christian life in the world in which we live. Because listen, th- those of you that have come that are now only developing your Christian life, you are developing it in a more difficult situation. When I got born again, there was no cell phone. There was no cell phone when I got born again. I mean, there was no cell phone at least where I, where I was brought up. Maybe somewhere else there's cell phone, but when did cell phones come? Oh, no, no. It's, it's 2000 is late. Well, I don't know when they came, but when I was growing up, there was no cell phone. When you leave the house, they will only find you when you go back home. Or you go to where you said you were going yeah there's this this whatsapp and all listen life has not been like this one day we were watching a movie with my children and it's an old movie african film and uh, they were laughing so i said why are you laughing i said why is the guy writing a letter to send the boy to go and give it why can't he send an email i said listen listen Email has not always been there. I told them, when I was courting your mother, there was no email. We write letters to go and post. (laughs) You see, they they are thinking that email has been something that was there since 1843. I said, no, no, no. Not long ago, even when I was dating your mother, there was no email. (laughs) You see, what it also means for you is that temptation is so close to you. That unless you are forceful, Satan will keep you out of the power that is available for the confession you have made that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You see, that confession has brought you into a place of power, but you have to be connected to it. Unless you apply an acaso to your Christian life, it will not work. I said, there's, there's always a reason why you can't do what you have to do. There's always a reason but without anakazo without forcefulness without necessity it's like it is important it will be done it will be done it is important it will be done after the time and it, you see once you say it will be done it will be done so listen our churches are not going to be filled because we have powerful sermons we have to go and organize the people you see when you see first Love. It's not. The organization that goes in and Bishop has written in many other things there's no crowd anywhere without organization. Not just organization. Massive organization. Any large crowd you see they didn't just come. They were organized to be there. The politicians know this. I said the politicians know this. And by how come the pastors are not using it? Yeah. And you see, I'm saying all these things so that you also will understand why your pastor is insisting that we must do this and you will not fight him. You see, when you know what must be done, when the pastor is doing it, you say, pastor, it's a good idea. Let's do it. I understand. I agree with you. It's a good thing. Do it. I will help you. And then when people are complaining, they say, shut up. This is the way to do the work of God so that God will bless us. And Church members, let me tell you something. Help your pastor to do God's work. When God is happy with your pastor, he will bless the work of his hands. And you are the work of your pastor's hands. Let me say it again to you. Help your pastors to do God's work. To do what is pleasing to God. When your pastors walk with God, is pleasing to God. God will bless him. God blessing him means the things he's doing, the church he's doing, the people he's pastoring, they will be blessed. So stop fighting your pastors when they are doing the right thing. And pastors, always take your church members to conferences. When you are reading books, let your church members read the same books you are reading. Because what you need is not to prove to them how a professor you are. You need them to have one mind with you. What you need is one mind. The way to have one mind is let them hear the same thing you are hearing. Let them read the same thing you are reading. Whatever idea you get from what you are reading, they will understand you because they've read what you are reading. They've listened to what you are hearing. One of the things I find with most pastors is that they don't take their church members to conferences. Yeah. So you go and hear the thing. You have a new idea. But your members are not there to have heard the same thing. So when you are bringing a new idea, then they start fighting you. They say, but away from this idea? Why? So what happens is that you say what you need to say, but they go and have another meeting after your meeting. And say why what you are saying is something foreign. And why they should not follow it. So you don't understand why things are not working. We are going, we are going to do an akazo. Then they are there like cows watching you. I said, we are meeting here at 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. you are here alone with your wife and your children. Yeah. Because because you see the Anakazo book you read, they didn't read it. So the ideas you are bringing, they are finding it strange. But you see, if you listen, making your church members read what you read does, will never make you lower in their eyes. No, no. It will never make you lower in their eyes. It will make you higher in their eyes. Because what will happen is that you will all have one mind. And where there's one mind, there's always blessing. There's unity. There's blessing. God. Hallelujah. I, 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 sorry, you are reading.
0: Two. Anakazo is important because the people that will fill our empty Churches are not in places where they can receive bourgeoisie invitation. Uh,
1: bourgeoisie, bourgeoisie, invitation, like like some special, you know, invitation cards. No, no. You see, an will make you go out of your circles. You see, some of us pastors, the people that will come to our churches are children. Let's go and bring them. Because we were all once children. Amen. They will grow. I said they will grow. Take 14 year olds, add 10 years to their lives. They will be 24 year olds. 24 year olds are grown-ups. And because you have stayed with them long, they will be loyal to you. They, they will say I am what I am by the grace, by the grace of God through your work." bring them they will laugh at you but you see those who laugh at you later will regret they didn't do what you are doing yeah they will laugh at you after that one they will do your peers you say look his church is full of children who wants children they will laugh at you. and you see, this building is going to stay for a long time. It will be here to allow the children to grow. And you see, they will be the ones who will be managing the church. Yeah. You see, wisdom is justified of her children. I've had people laugh at me that I'm pastoring children Today, I don't know where they are, but I'm still around. Yeah, I'm still around. I have churches. The children have grown. Because, you see, I started pastoring the children 22 years ago, or about 20 years ago. Add 20 years to people in tertiary. What ages would they be? Add 20 years to people who I met who were in tertiary. 19, 20, 21. Add 20 to their ages and see whether I have children still. Yeah. You are a treasure. And you see the children, they are the ones who will come. They are the ones who when you say there's a bus, they will come. And you train them to actually bring more of their friends. Because some of the children are group leaders. I said some of the children are group leaders. Next point.
0: Dear pastor, without an your church is going to be empty.
1: Ash, without an people will not naturally come because you see what you don't understand is that whatever you are preaching, people are preaching even better ones. Because some of us, when we preach, the people don't understand what we are saying, and there are other pastors who are preaching with points that people understand. So if you are just sitting down for people to choose you, they will not choose you. (laughs) You have to choose them. I said you have to choose them. I choose you, come. Yeah, don't wait for people to choose you. You choose them. Yeah, I've chosen you, come to my church. I'm bringing you to my church. Next point.
0: Without an account, many churches are going to die a natural death.
1: Things die a natural death. So unless you go an extra mile, you can easily be discouraged after many years. Mm-hmm. Pastors, how many pastors are here? Just give me a wave. Please, spend a lot of time and go for the young people. They are the ones with life. And they are the ones that have not many issues in terms of pride and other. They have pride, but it has not grown yet. Yeah. Reason.
0: Life is becoming more hectic, and people are becoming more busy in the twenty-first century.
1: Are they the points? Yeah. You see, people are always there. Always, there's a reason why they can't come. I've said all this. I'm just reading it to you so that you. I've said everything that I need to say. I'm just reading the points to you so that you understand that I'm. I'm reading from a book. Hallelujah. I'm closing just now. Just go to quickly That was the last. Point. That was the last point. At least you can put your hands together for the last point. <laughs> at least. But listen to me. What I said was, the first thing I said is that when you win souls, you are actually doing what is the heartbeat of God. Now, to do it, it must be in your heart. When it is in your heart, nothing can stop you. So whatever you need to do for soul winning to be in your heart, do it. If you have to pray for it to be in your heart, pray about it. If you have to read many books, you have to hear preaching about soul winning. And there are books tell them, 120 reasons why we must tell them about Jesus. You get it? And how you can preach salvation. Tell, let, let, them, let the people hear it. You must hear it yourself. You must hear it because things don't, you see things don't just get into your heart. They get into your heart when you think about them and when you hear a lot about it. That is why they keep showing you the things they want it to go into your heart a lot of times. When it is in your heart, it will be done. Anything in the heart is too too powerful to be stopped by anything. So if evil is in your heart, it will be manifested. If good is in your... So whatever God wants to do or God is happy with, if it gets into your heart, you will always make God happy. And he will bless you. Hallelujah. And you have to accept it that every there's always a reason why things can't be done. There's a reason why you should sleep for six hours or eight hours. There's a reason. If you are going to accept those reasons, you will not have enough time to do anything. Because by the time you have slept for six to eight hours, it's time to go to work. By the time you have slept for six to eight hours, it's time to go to work. So when are you going to pray? When are you going to read your Bible? Because once the day gets rolling and your mind gets busy, it can't concentrate. So you, even though there's a good reason why you, should, they, they, they can give you, you see, health-wise, the minimum hours of sleep is six. Health-wise, but you see, what is the use of health without a blessing? Yeah, I'm healthy, but the, what are what will bring? what will make my health beneficial i don't have it because you are healthy but you are healthy poor so you can't go mountain climbing you can't go on holidays you are very healthy but you have money no money to go anywhere because god is not blessing the work of your hands but you are very healthy because you have slept well for most of the time so you see amakaso says we have to have a compromise It's not the people that I expected to be here. But at least, if they come, I can still have a party. Because I set out to have a party. So yes, health-wise, I'm supposed to sleep between 6 to 8 hours. But if I do that, I can't have a Christian life. So I'm going to compromise on it, not all the time, but frequently, so that I can have time to read my Bible and pray. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So if you don't add, apply an accusation on yourself, you will not do what you need to do to be blessed. Do you think Satan is going to leave you to have all the time? That's why they keep on increasing their working hours. Now even you are working on Sundays. There's no free time anywhere. By the time you come, you are tired and Satan tells you, watch some movies. To, to to rewind and then by the time you finish watching the movie you are sleepy and then one. so a lot of christians don't pray a lot of christians don't read their bible you need to anacaso yourself to pray you need to anacaso yourself to read your bible even as pastors even as pastors hallelujah but i believe god is going to bless us if we would apply anacaso for the things of god you see anacaso for the things of god is what we need because we apply and I counsel elsewhere for other things but when it comes to the things of God we say oh you see you can't force people you have to force them you have to force them because they force people to do evil they force they, they force people I was told or I heard Bishop saying some years ago in Ghana they bring buses buses to take people free buses somebody must pay for the bus but to the people it is free and they are taken to beach at night to have a party in the darkness of the beach at night if they are organizing buses to take people to beach at night at somebody's cost but free to the people why can't we organize buses to also bring people to church Are you getting what I'm saying? Because without it, because you see, you may organize 100 people, 200 people to come to church, pay for them for one year, but out of the 100, you may get five people that will rise up to be the pastors that will make your church grow and make your ministry fruitful. Yeah. yeah. Without an accuser, you'll sit, the church will be empty. Without Anakazo, the people will not be blessed. Because through Anakazo, you make them do what is pleasing to God. That's that's the point I'm making. That you make them do what is pleasing to God and God will bless them. I said, God will bless them. God will bless you. I said, God will bless you. Is there a reason? What are you afraid of? To share, to win Christ. Use Anakazo to learn how to share Christ by staying up to read and praying. The Lord, make me a soul winner. Make me a soul winner. That will be a successful soul winner. That will be an effective soul winner. you will surprise. Your life will be blessed. Yeah. This is what Jesus came to die. This is why he came. And don't let Satan deceive you with the niceties, the car. Ask for a car. It's because you don't have a car. That's why it looks so nice to you. After you have it for a while, you wouldn't even... We will beg you to wash it. I saw somebody, they've written on the person's car, please wash me, I'm dirty. Hallelujah. Let's rise up to our feet.
0: We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.